Good morning, good morning, my friends. I'm so excited. I have my director, Monique, who's here. Melanie Miller, I think we have our next Annie Marchand, and it's going to be in your organization. You know that what that makes you? <laughs> that makes you bigger than Annie Marchand. Uh, I love it. Melanie Miller, my other director is here this morning, our five-star director with a doctorate's degree. I said that if you're going to come on my podcast next time, I'm going to have you join the pod B, Melanie Miller, okay? Definitely. And I know Stephen Covey is one of her favorite um, authors because he, he's, he's based on principles. You know, this is not uh, the wisdom of the 21st century, which is an inch deep and a mile wide. Stephen Covey is all about the principles, the right habits to make us extremely effective people and that we are proactive in everything that happens, anything that's thrown to in our way. Stephen Covey teaches us to be proactive. So my name is Maria Mariano, 38 years in multi-level marketing. Can you imagine 38 years? Who the heck last that long in multi-level marketing? I do. Ah! That gives you a sense of my relentlessness and my consistency. Because one of the hardest fields to succeed in is multi-level marketing. Because at the end of every month, right, Monique, it's back to zero. It's back to zero. You open up your computer and everything is reset to zero. And when you can last that for years and years and years, oh, my God. You, you, I, I say I can accomplish anything. <laughs> Married for 34 years, three children, 25, 27 29. So I share this with you because I bring also a wealth of experience, personal experience in the ups and downs. For those joining us for the very first time, Melanie, is it your first time with us on the podcast? So I can't hear you. Ah, forget it. Can't hear you. I'm on the... <laughs> um, so the podcast, if you're joining us for the very first time, it's Stephen Covey. So get the book. You definitely need the book. I know, Monique, you got the book. I know Melanie has the book. Get the book because it's not an easy book to read. I've been trying to complete it now for five times, not consecutively because you kind of got to digest it a little bit and then pick it up again in your hands. But it's not an easy book. And the beauty with the podcast is we bring it, we bring it to the podcast in a very, very simplistic, ma 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 a simplistic way and with experience also because there's what we read and then there's reality, what we live. So I'm going to bring you a lot of reality check for me as Maria Mariano today in the podcast because today's subject, we are in the seven habits of highly effective people. Habit number two, begin with the end in mind. And today is identifying your circle the center of your circle. So if you're going to write down notes, write down. I need to identify the center of my circle. So write down the question. Where do you stand? Where do you stand when you're looking at the center of your life? Where do you stand? What is the center of this life you have? It's a very profound concept. Some of you will say the center of my life is my family. Others might say it's my marriage. So those that are on Podbeam or you're on Facebook Live, actually, even you guys on Zoom, you should open up Facebook Live and Podbeam. So, you know, we increase our algorithms. I've got one person on three platforms. <laughs> Monique, times three, more people everywhere. It's the same people. Okay, I love this. So where are you in the center? Family, your marriage, is it your job? Is it your church, your friends, 
your money, yourself. Like, I mean, we can go on and on and on. What do you think your center is? What do you think your center is? Okay. So I'm trying, I'm going to go read some of your comments. What do you think your center is? I'll give you a few seconds to start writing what you think your center is. What is that center? Okay. Because today we're going to understand what our center is. I, we have a fun exercise. So I want you to imagine someone who is family. The center of their life is family. Okay. Walk with me now. Your absolute center is your family. But now you divorce. What happens to you? Who's met people who their center of their life was their family? And who knows what happened to them once they divorced? They were devastated. Everything came apart. Their kids ended up hating them. You know, if it was the mother's fault, the father's fault. But what happens with uh, when your center is your family, then a divorce would definitely impact you in a very, 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 very negative way. What does it mean when your center goes away? Because now your whole center goes away. Well, it's as if somebody pulled the carpet under our feet. This is why, once again, our center is where we drive our self-worth. So if my self-worth comes from being married to Mohammed and Mohammed decides to replace me with two young women of 25 years old each, what happens to my self-worth? By the way, I told him, sweetie, if you don't get with the, with the program here, I'm going to replace you with a 25-year-old guy, okay? So get with the program. Joking, joking, joking. But it fits that discussion as well as it does for a man, for a woman. So our center is where we drive our self-worth. If our center changes depending on the outside influences, it leaves people without a good feeling, a very, very low self-worth. And we've all been through that, I'm sure. And this is why today's subject is so important. What Covey is basically saying is you, it's not, you shouldn't love your family or have a relationship with your family or make them a big part of your life. Of course, it's my family. What he's saying is don't make your family your center. Because if your child decides that, example, your son decides to go gay, you know as a parent you'll be devastated and you'll devastate his life because all of a sudden your paradigm switched and we don't want to go down that rabbit hole, right? So this is what he's saying. He's basically saying your center has to be principle-based. And that was a big question last night, Melanie, with, when me and Marie-Pierre were reading this. I said, but how are we going to bring the concept of a center being principle-based and around should be my family, making money, my husband, my work, my wife, uh, my possession, me, myself, and I, because you need to think of me, myself, and I too, right? You can't just give, 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 and not take care of you, your church, your friends, having fun, but never making any of those your center. Okay, when you live a principle-based life, all your decisions become very, very easy. We're going to have a fun exercise. It's coming, okay? Because you can ignore the stress and the hurry of the present moment and use your principles to guide your every decision-making. Now, who would love to make decisions, hey, Dorothy, by just 
putting your two fingers together and you absolutely know that this is the right decision and no matter what anybody says, you know you're right and you know they're wrong. Who would love that kind of feeling inside all the time? Principle-based living is having that feeling all the time. Principle-based living is always having incredible self-worth because your life doesn't revolve around your family. They're part, a big part of my life, but they're not my center. They're not my center. Mohammed's life, Melanie, because you know my family, has always been the children. So it's not the family, but really the children. So what happened with my husband, I hope he's not listening to the podcast this morning because he's going to say, I can't believe you said that. on Anyways, if only he knew what I say. Anyways, so now he's a phenomenal father. It's daddy, 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 all the time. I'm not maternal. I'm a great mom, but I'm not maternal for those that know me. When one of the children decided not to follow his values in life. What do you think happened to Muhammad? He was devastated. I can't believe she did that to me. And everything around him fell apart. I thought he was going to have a depression on me, Melanie. Like I, I said, how can he have made his whole world revolve around the children? Because if your children do not do what you say, that means it's conditional love you will be destroyed. So today, now that they're 25, 27, 29, it's mommy, 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 mommy. Because my center has never been the children. They have been a very important part of my life, but not my children. So whatever happened in their lives, I still love them unconditionally. I know it's a road, a road they had to go up or down, and I respect that. And I try to remind them what, the, what, what their life should be, but it's their choice and not devastated by their choices. Now, I'm, Melanie, I'm looking at your head. Does, is it clear? Like I'm, because I, okay, thank you. So this is always a work in progress. Like I'm not telling you it's easy, but it's always a work in, proce- in, in progress because there's always 90% of the people that are not based their, their center is not principle based so you can imagine how i am different from the rest of the world that means 90% of the people will always be against me if i am to choose this instead of this because that person in my life is children the, the the center is their children that person in my life the center is her husband that person in my life the center is the fa- like so What I do, because my center is principle-based, 90% of the people don't understand my decisions. And today, this is what I want to share with you. So I ignore, I ignore the critiques. I've always have, okay? I don't listen to the naysayers. I ignore conventional wisdom, Melanie, you know? It's people who assume something is true just because everybody says it. That's called lazy thinking, okay? I ignore this. I can't achieve anything extraordinary. And right now in our multi-level marketing business, we're going from extraordinary to legendary. I cannot get, get there if I'm listening to conventional wisdom. You know, the fly-by-night wisdom, the trends, you know, the trendy wisdoms. 
I'm not boring. I'm always having fun. And this morning I laughed with Marie-Pierre and Sylvain are live because I said, it's going to be so much fun. We're going to send them an email and they'll be able to order, order in the boutique. And I was just as excited as, as if we were going to the amusement park. And Sylvain made fun of me. He goes like this. Yes, yes, Marie, it's going to be fun sending an email. Well, that's me. I have fun with everything, like with everything. Okay. I always ask, when somebody says, you can't do this, I remember at a certain point, you know, you can't go on marketplace. Yeah, but why? Well, because you can't. It's the rule. Yeah, who made the rule? I, you, you can't tell me this is the rule because I'm going to ask you who made the rule. I don't accept the so-called rule because somebody stupid made a rule that discourages progress. You guys get me? Okay. I'm not... Uh, a, re a rebellion, but I will ask you who made the damn rule. Oh, can I say that? Oops. Who made the darn rule that I can't go on marketplace? And guess what? The rules have changed because I kept going on marketplace because the rule was stupid. And then I changed the rule. Does that make sense? Or my organization changed the rule. So always ask who made this rule? Why? Why does this rule exist? So if it's not harming anybody, I, I'm going to not do the rule, right? I love myself. I always love myself because for me to love you, Monique Stratton, even if you do wrong things to me, which she doesn't, by the way, is because I love you unconditionally. And if you screw up, I say, poor Monique, she screwed up. That means at night, I'm living in your mind rent-free. And I love rent-free. I'm Italian. I love free. Okay? But I absolutely love unconditionally. Melanie Miller has been a witness of people that have been very, very mean and still, hey, how are you? And it comes from the bottom of my heart because I'm principle-based living. I'm principle-based living. I trust everybody. I'm not skeptical. If you're skeptical, life is hard. Life is hard. Okay. And the last thing I want to mention here in this segment, make sure you get enough sleep. Make sure you drink enough water. Make sure you're eating well. I went into a Tupperware party the other night with very, 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 very upper class people. And just the way they, 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 they take care of their bodies, like everybody looked healthy, Melanie. The, the choices of foods on the table was healthy. Like it's choices you need to make. You know, you're looking at a bag of chips and you're going to look at a dish of fresh cut vegetables. Your decision when it's principle based is always the fresh cut vegetables. doesn't mean once in a while I'll have a chip, but it is not my first choice. Okay, principle-based living makes us drink coffee in moderation, makes us drink in moderation. Like right now, I find it sad when I see a Monday night somebody putting a face on Insta, putting a photo on Instagram, and they have wine at the table on a Monday night. You see, that is not reasonable drinking. Because if you're going to drink wine on a regular Monday night, what happens on Tuesday night? And then what happens on, on Friday and Saturday night? If I want to achieve my fullest success in my life, I need to understand it. So let's have some fun here. Are we ready? Okay. Here's the situation. Tonight, I have a concert with Mohammed that we have planned for months and months and months. He's really, really, really excited. He's finally going out with me. <laughs> Did you get it, guys? Okay. So we're really excited. And oops, 
The president calls and says, Maria, I really need your help. We have a very important meeting tomorrow morning with the board of directors. And I need you to hop on the Zoom and help us get this meeting ready for 9 a.m. What would you do? What glasses are you going to wear? This answer will begin to show you what your center is right now. What would you do? Go right in the chat. What would you do? What would you do? So as you're trying to make this decision to give me the answer, not that I want to hear, but that naturally you would have done, we're going to leave it up to Marie-Pierre now to explain how do we have the right center, a principle-based center. Go ahead, Marie-Pierre. Present yourself, the sharing, the group, while they're answering. So we'll let you a little bit of time to answer in the comment. If you are on Podbean, on Facebook, on the Zoom, everything is open. We will <laughs> read your comments. So thank you for being there. I'm Marc-Pierre. I'm 30 years old. I've been in the MLM for seven years now. And before that, I was doing my master in biology. So yes, I love to do some research for you every morning <laughs> to add something to the book. Because yes, we read the book. But like Sylvain told us this morning, I read the book and I reread the book and I reread the book and I still don't understand it. So yes, we need to do a little bit of research around it to really understand what we are reading. And I'm happy to uh, bring that to the podcast every morning. So if you are on Podbean, on Facebook, make sure to share the podcast because we and need your help to build that big vision that we have to build a thousand millionaire. And yes, we will do it by uh, in team. So we need your help to build that, that great community that always level up. So make sure that when you share, you share with a comment. So yes, we will see why we should listen to the podcast this morning. So I look at the comments. I'm not sure that we have now some answer. I think everyone is not sure how to respond from in that context. Absolutely. So, yes, we will see what is exactly a principal center person. And after that, maybe you will be more able to answer that question. So a principal center person, it means that we will live our life on certain true North principle. Because principle will never fail you. They will never go away. A principal center life is the most stable, immovable, unshakable foundation you can build upon. So living a principal center life is the key to excelling in all other areas of your life. When we understand this, we can teach our children to live principal center, live become most important. So yes, <laughs> when we read that, we say, okay, but what is the, these principles? What is it exactly? So we found that, yes, the base is the, the principle are the seven virtues. So the seven virtues are faith, means to believe in the right thing, hope, that is taking a positive future view that good will prevail, charity, that is concern and active helping of others. And I need to add, it's 
kind of love that is self-sacrificial, sacrificial. <laughs> we need to add the word sacrifice in that example. The fourth one is fortitude or courage. That is mean never giving up. The fifth one is justice, being fair and equitable with others. The sixth one is prudence, it's care and care of and moderation with money. And the last one is temperance, moderation of needed things and abstinence from things which are not needed. So now with these seven virtues, are you able to answer the question? How do you think you will react to that uh, situation? But I have a question. What do you think Maria would do in that situation? Would she go to the concert or stay to work? What do you think she would do now that you know with these seven virtues? So take the time to go answer in the comment on Facebook or on the Podbean or on the Zoom. I really want to know what do you think about that. So when we look at the different virtues, yes, you can find different versions of them, depending if you look about the religion or different philosopher. But when you read about them, no matter what word they would put, uh, at the beginning, the title, it all means the same every time. So yes, I found uh, some virtue that comes from Benjamin Franklin that he called them moral perfection. So he, he defined 13 virtue. The first one, yes, temperance, same. The second, silence. The I love is that order. one. Marie-Pierre, <laughs> silence is so important. Like, I know, guys, I'm telling you, this, this is why I'm very confident when I'm giving this podcast. I know I have a true north in my principles. And you'll understand by some of the answers that we'll be giving you soon. And silence is very important because there's too many people giving free advice that I didn't ask for. So you need to be silent to make the right decision. Number three is order, to let all your things have their place. Number four, resolution. So resolve to perform what you are, perform without fail what you resolve. Number five, frugality. Oh my God, I didn't know we would find that word in there. Yes, frugality. Number six, industry. Lose no time. Number seven, sincerity. Use no earthful deceit. So think innocently and justly. And if you speak, speak accordingly. Number eight, justice. The same. Number nine, moderation. So avoid extreme. Number 10, cleanliness. To relate no uncleanness in body, clothes, and or habitation. Number 11, tranquility. Be not distur disturbed at the trifle or at accident, common or unavoidable. Number 12, chastity. And number 13, humility. So 
it gives you a little bit example and now we have some answer of what they think you <laughs> you did maria and what they sh they should do so mm, okay we have emma she write to do both yes we have john i will let them know i had planned already hope they understand Dorothy Condell, I would have worked to find a solution to both. Jane Maria would go to concert and in the intermission participate in the other event. Uh, Dorothy Maria will go to the concert and delegate. <laughs> Melanie Miller, I think I will try to evaluate the option and work out which one would best fit with my value principle. Love is not based on whether you go to a concert, you will be forgiven. And if the president reaches out, it is not usual, so must be really important. It may ultimately affect my life. So that gives you a little bit of insight. So yes, we have to look at the principle, just like Melanie Wright. Yes, we look at the principle and ask yourself, my decision, is it the right decision? It goes with all those principles. Yes, perfect. You have the right decision. And you will never feel, um, I don't have the word, coupable. Guilty. <laughs> Guilty. Guilty. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's it. Now you have a little bit more info on what is the principle base center. So my answer, when I read this, instantly it would be, because I, my virtues are very, very strong. Definitely, if I promised Mohammed I would go to the concert, I would have to go to the concert. Okay. Because if I don't, I would break a promise. And as soon as the concert is over and everything is fine, I would go into the office and get to work. And I would say to my boss, believe me, rest in peace. Rest in peace. No, sleep well. <laughs> no, rest in peace. Sleep well. You can have confidence, but 9 a.m., everything will be ready. Because when your, virtue, when your center are virtues, you know that sacrifice is a big part of helping the world become a better place. Example, I chose to have children. I'm tired. My son is crying at night. He's, he's two months old. Do I continue sleeping because I'm tired, or do I get up? and take care of my son who's crying. Now, when the center is right, you get up and you take care of your son and also sleep. It's not an and or, both need to be done. And this is why I loved Marie-Pierre, your, your, your Franklin example, where you need to have silence. Do not you know, allow anybody to give you two cent advice, I call it because I'm principle-based, so I need to dig in my, my virtues and say, what is the right thing to do? So silence. I'm looking at this. There's order around me, so I'm not overwhelmed by things like the concert, my boss, there's so much dishes, because this is what happens when stress is put on me for a, a rapid decision. My brain starts looking, the chaos around the house, so this is why I know why he put that in. Frug frugality, so my mind doesn't say, well, I paid for the tickets, it cost me a fortune, and I'm not going to lose my money because now I'm making the decision on the wrong things. If I'm frugal, it means I only bought the tickets because even 
If I lose those tickets, it doesn't make a difference. Everybody following me here, how important it is. So you're looking at, at all this. And this is why a principle-based living where the center are the virtues. And around is my husband, my children. And I actually put them in as Hamid, Nadia, Yasmin, my, my business, my, 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 my real estate. Like, and it's all around, but never do I make those my center. Because then I will make the wrong decision. So believe me, when your 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 center are virtues, not only will you do the right thing, hang on a second, I never feel guilty, and no one can ever make me feel guilty. I'm gonna give you another example. I think this for a lot of women out there is gonna understand this. You know how many times my husband tried to play the card? And you think your children, you're a good mother? Okay. I know how, you know, my husband would work 12, 14, 15 hours a day. He's a good husband, but I work 14, 15 hours a day. You're not a good mom. You see, if my center was my husband, now I would feel guilty. But because my center isn't my husband, he's around my circle and my center are my virtues. I look at him. And I say to him, I know you miss me too. I'll be back soon, sweetie pie. And voila, 34 years later, I still call him my James Bond. And he calls me his James Bonnet. That's how it's done. Because if now I decline what I want to do because he just made me have a guilt trip, then I'm not happy with me. What happens to my life, my career, my vision I want to give my children that we can conciliate family and work. And today, the beauty, my friend Melanie, is that after 34 years and having raised this children, these children, I know that what my life is really, it speaks a lot louder than what I'm telling you now. You, you are grounded. So no matter the storm around you, your husband, you know, changes to you for two young women of 25 years old with big, big boobies there or whatever. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's his loss, not mine. It's his loss. Everybody follow me here. It doesn't matter what my children end up doing. I don't judge them. I love them unconditionally. And this is the only way. This is the only way versus your center would be devastated. Now you, you're loving conditionally, you're not achieving your dream life, and the whole world around us is always in chaos. So, in other words, whether you go to a concert or you don't, it's completely irrelevant, is when your center is the right one. The difference is your decision will always be, one, proactive, and never somebody, neither my husband imposed the concert on me and neither my boss imposed me going into work. Okay. So number one, I've never acted upon. I know that what I'm deciding is the proactive decision. I have no doubt. Number two, I know my decision will be effective because it's based with the end in mind. If I was my boss, I would not want for Maria to drop me like a hot potato when I needed her the most. Stephen Covey, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Start with the end in mind. This is habit number two, right? Number three, what I cho choose to do contributes to my ultimate values in my life for my vision and my mission. 
Number four, I can communicate to Mohammed and my boss because I am an independent and effective, independent human being. I will have the right self-expression to say, Mohammed, we're going to do this. And my president, we're going to do this. And I'll have the words to express it with certainty. Number five, I am always comfortable with whatever decision I take. As a principle-based person, you'll see things completely different. You act differently because we will have a high degree of security, a high degree of guidance, a true north within ourselves, a high degree of wisdom, and most of all, a high degree of power that is continually flowing from our right center. Nothing lasts a long time where we're overwhelmed. I know I am highly proactive and highly effective because my center is virtue-based. So today, walk away with defining your center. And as of right now, you're going to make decision. Ask yourself, take the, the sheet of virtues and say, how will I make a decision based on the right center. Because remember, all those women and men out there that lived their life just for their husband and then they left them and it happens, God knows it happens. What happened to those women and men? Completely destroyed. All those women and men that, you know, their center was their children, their children, their children, their children, their children. And now they're all gone out of the house. What do you do now? What happens to you? You're devastated. They go on pills or, or they start putting on weight or they start becoming negative. And, or people that when you see them, like I got one of my neighbors, when I see her outside, I don't go out. Because if I go out, what happens is she's going to tell me all the heck she's been going through or the shit that she's going through. You know, that's the kind of person you want to become. As my friend said it one day, I said, Colleen, be nice. She's an old lady. She goes, no, 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 no. She's not ob obnoxiously irritating because she's old. She's always has been obnoxiously irritating. But now I know why, because she was not based, people that become not fun to be around is because they lived their life in accordance with other people's values. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see each other tomorrow. Tomorrow we're going to be defining our personal mission statement and our vision statement because that's going to make the difference to always stay on our exit. Melanie Miller, thank you, my friend. I love you guys. Monique, bisous, big, big hugs and kisses. And for the rest, we'll see each other tonight. Bye-bye, everyone.